Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. Tonight on Black Girl Stuff. Are you into really black girl stuff? Yeah, I'm with you. Jeremiah stops by to talk about the changes in his dating life and clears up all the rumors. She know what time it is and what happened. <laughs> Boss babe alert. Luxury streetwear designer Mulan DeRude slides through to talk fashion. They don't buy you and look at us like other brands. And things get lit when I chat with my boy, Jaden Smith, who walks the walk as a Gen Z activist. It all started with Flint, Michigan. We always wanted to make sure that we could build these water filtration systems. Plus, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever shines a heroic light on Black women. Black women across the world do amazing things and are amazing people. The word bitch is going on a journey. And I'm here to join in on the fun as we go all the way in on how the word bitch has evolved in our culture. Good for you, bitch. But first, let's go in the comments to figure out why the rap girlies are beefed out. It isn't like this is something that just started. Right. All that and more tonight on Black Girl Stuff. Welcome to Black Girl Stuff. We have a special guest co-host tonight, LaPortia Thomas. Hey. We gotta go into the comments because the girls are fighting, and I know how you girls like to tussle. <laughs> Some of hip-hop's biggest names have been beefing on social media, and we wanna know why the disconnect between female rappers has turned into disrespect. Let's check this out. Females were clearly not getting along in my era, too. Like, this is, it isn't like this is something that just started. Right. My whole career, I was getting pit against uh, Little Kim. How do you feel about the, you know, two mm. questions into the interview. How do you feel about the females that sell sex? You know, how do you mm. feel about females that are rumored not to write their own rhymes? Yes, you guys. And obviously, this interview is over three years old, but it's still so relevant today. So I got to ask you guys, do you think that black women are being pitted against each other purposely in the entertainment industry? I feel like men are pitted against each other, too. I think that's part of the bedrock of hip-hop. I mean, battle rap, beef. I mean, I think Kumbaya's great, but I also think that, um, you know, just getting to it and some of the best diss tracks have fueled the success of my favorite artists. I mean, where would we really be without tracks like Ether, No Vaseline, Sheether, Remy Ma? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I think that it's important that we have collaborations and remixes because that's essential to the nature of hip-hop as well. But, I mean, come on. I mean, we get a little bit rowdier on this side, and I think that's part of the appeal. It is, it is. Uh, rap is definitely a combination back sport. It's not a group sport. You, yeah. you can collab with somebody and create magic, but it's really they're fighting to be the best. And these media companies know that drama sells, so most likely if an artist is signed to the same label, whether they like each other or not, they're probably more likely to do a collab before collabing with other people, because
because they know drama sells. That's real, but I mean, let's be real. Yes, beef and hip-hop is not new, but I think, going back to what you're saying, I think it's especially evident when it comes to black women. I feel like right now, in hip-hop, or how hip-hop has been forever, there's kind of an underlying sexism at play. That's you know, sure. there's, there's one... The fact that you're even calling them female artists, female rap artists, hip-hop artists, female hip-hop artists, whereas males are just hip-hop artists, really showcases sexism on an everyday basis. And I think that's for two reasons. One, yes, I think, you know, we should stop expecting females or women to come into the game on some kumbaya stuff. Like, we don't really expect, let's say, you know, Jay-Z and Lil Baby to have this crazy alliance. They're just great True. and considered great in their own right, right? Mm -hmm. And I think the second reason why a lot of, like, um, hip-hop artists now, or spe specifically black women, are pitted against each other is because, like, word to Biggie, we never thought that hip-hop would take it this far. Like, yes. nobody knew 50 years in the game there'll be so many artists here, so many female artists here, and now folks are really open about the fact that they're not doing this just for rap. They're doing this because of endorsements, because they want to be a mogul. So when you're fighting and where you're tussling, you're not just messing with me on, in the bars, like, you know, in, in the studio. You're messing with my deals. You're messing with my ability to then not seem corny. People yeah. need to buy my shoes. People need to buy my beauty, right, like, right. supplies. So you're going to... The beef is is more than just rap. And, at this and point. you know what? I think women are just catty in general. Because oh. honestly, when men I disagree, disagree. A lot of women can be catty, and that's just by nature. When men disagree, it's never really because they're both men. Some women will say some corny shit. She'll look at another woman and say some corny shit like, mm, she thinks she all that. Or roll her little precious eyes, bless her soul. You know, just on some hating shit like sexual rivals. It's like yeah. some sexual rivals. And there are some women who will look at another woman and pass a judgment. But men usually have a real disagreement. They're yeah. not beefing over, mm, look at her outfit. It's just corny. Yeah. I think we have to go deeper, though, right? I think that it's not that women are naturally catty. It's that societal constructs have been put in place mm -hmm. for women to be chose, mm -hmm. right? If we look back at what is marriage, right? Marriage is a social construct. I'm not saying don't get married. <laughs> I'm saying it's a social construct. And we were property within that social construct, right? And in order to have lived a great life, you had to be chose. What we say now, I'm trying to get chose. Yeah. I'm trying to get chose, right? And if we are talking about being chose, then we have to remember that when women did not get chose, when we were not chose, you risk dying. Right? You didn't have anyone to take care of you back in the day. So I think that now what we're fighting to learn is, okay, what does women supporting women really look like? Mm -hmm. Right? What does it really look like now that we can take care of ourselves? Mm -hmm. Right? So I think that this conversation is bigger than rap. It it's is. bigger than just industry. Right. It is the depths and the true foundation of who we are as human beings. Because now, women, we don't need that no more. We don't need a man to necessarily take care of us. It's just what we desire. Mm -hmm. It's just that we desire that love. We desire affection. When you take away all of that other stuff, what are we left with? We're left with the truth. Well, when we talk about cattiness, I do like to piggyback on what you're saying. I think some of it is social constructs. I think we as a people are still searching for the approval of these social constructs that were never made with us in mind. So we're looking for the approval of, or the, the titling of the queen of this because they have conditioned us to think that there's only room for one yes, at the exactly. top. But I do believe that there is room for all of us to be a queen. You could be the queen of metaphors. You could be the queen of switching up the flow. You could be the queen of the street bitches. Like, it's just a, it's 
room for all of us to um, to exist. And I think that social media, too, has conditioned us to think that you not popping unless you in the blogs. And what do these blogs do? Talk about beef. Yeah. So it's like, I got a beef or pick a beef with somebody or pop my shit with somebody just so I can stay Look relevant. But one thing that is controversial to switch gears, some of us are quick to call each other a bitch in the best and worst ways, whether it be you a, a bad bitch or a mad bitch. But here's how comedian London Hughes breaks it down. Let's take a look. The word bitch has gone on a journey from meaning a female dog to then like a slutty woman and now to a great woman like myself. I like it. It's gone on a journey. It's really, it's, got, it's grown. It's growth. You know what that is? That's growth. Good for you, bitch. <laughs> Good for you. Now, speaking of that growth, ladies, in what context do you feel like the word bitch makes you feel empowered or disrespected? I feel like for the most part, I'm empowered by the word bitch and I'm empowered to use it. I feel like it, it definitely, well, y'all know the meanings. Like, if I say congratulations, yes, bitch. Yeah. Gossip, yo, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Greetings, hey bitch, or if yeah. you're really like trying to compliment someone, bitch. you a bad bitch, right? Yeah. So mostly it really is like a term of endearment. And I realize, like, for me, I don't say it amongst the first greeting, but like <laughs> once I kind of know someone or feel like I know someone, it could slip out because it really means for me that there's a level of intimacy there and that yeah. I truly yeah. with you, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not just saying it. Yeah. So yeah. it definitely tone matters, where you use it matters, and kind of when you use it matters yeah. as well. <laughs> it doesn't empower me or make me feel bad because it's not the word bitch, it's just the word, you mm -hmm. know? I feel like it's the word before bitch. So if you be like, bad bitch, yeah. the bad makes you feel some way. And then if I be like, you fake bitch, that <laughs> makes you, the fake makes you feel away. It's word. not the bitch, yeah. it's the words before the bitch. Well, for me, I feel like, you know, if it's one of my girlfriends and we're all just talking, like, that's not an issue, but it doesn't matter what adjective comes before the noun bitch if you're a man saying that shit to me. I'm just gonna put it like that because for me, that's that's crazy. Unless you're using it like, you know, maybe Nas, like, you know, an immaculate version of me and my bitch by Biggie. With all respect, though, because you're the only one who gets me. Like, I just had to quote that because for me, it's like if a man is using it in an endearing way, but you can't refer to me all the time as, oh, that's my bitch, that's my bitch. But if you do it in a Jay-Z, that's my bitch type of way, like in front of your dudes or something, like, I don't have a problem with that. But it's the disrespect, it's the intention behind it. What are you really trying to say? But if you don't know me and you're a girl, I'm like, eh. You, you know, I mean, you know, you know, I have to keep it real with you. Like, I think it's less about the word bitch, right? And more about the fact that in these spaces, we feel like we can't be ourselves and show up as black women, right? Mm -hmm. We've all pretty much agreed that we use the word, right? But I think that a lot that we contribute to AAVE, right, which is African-American vernacular English, right, mm -hmm. it's just not supported. And I often look back and I think to myself, why is it that every time I'm in a white space, I may be with a coworker and be like, bitch, you look good. Why do I have to whisper that? Why can't what I say be accepted? Why do we have to wait for a white person to do it, wear this hair, you know, do these long nails in order yeah. for it to be acceptable? That's what I think about it. You've never been the around the valley girls who be like, oh my God, bitch. Like, you never been <laughs> Okay, because I, I grew up on the West Coast, so they were everywhere, and you know, we'd be like, "Let's go, bitch!" Well, I think back to your point. I think that's one of our superpowers as Black people that we are innovative, and we are we have exactly. taken some of scraps and turned it into feasts. You they know call what I mean? It ghetto, we call it creative. Planning a wedding can be intimidating, but finding the perfect suit shouldn't be. Indochino makes it easy to get a custom suit right from home. Fine-tune every detail and design a suit tailored perfectly to your body and your personality. Starting at just $4.99. Get a wedding suit as unique as you with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code PODCAST to get 10% off any purchase of $3.99 or more. 
That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O dot com, promo code podcast. We've been innovative with the English language, and much like any other word in the English language, it boils down to context. Mm -hmm. It boils down to the words you use around it, the intent when you're giving this conversation, and even the tone of your voice when you're delivering these words. All I'm saying is that Bootylicious was not in Webster's until Beyonce made it popular, (laughs) period. Kennedy Rue is stopping by with the entertainment tea. Keep it locked for more black girl stuff. I'd rather be a B-I-T-C-H Cause that's what you gon' call me when I'm trippin' anyway You know you can't control me, baby You need a real one in your life You bitches ain't gon' give it to you, right? I'd rather be your B-I-T-C-H When something happens to your kitchen, you might say This is ludicrous But that won't fix your home That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic Don't be alarmed You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Grow up. I'm just an icon living. Start a record label, Miss Fish just did it. Woo. Interview, cover five minutes. Woo. We are too hot in the business. Woo. I'm going straight to the top of the cold. We should just chill and maybe take it slow. Before we get up there with nowhere to go. And we can chill and just look at the view. Woo. So fire. Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. That was Jaden Smith, a walking icon who continues to inspire us all. And now we have our very own Kennedy Root back in the BGS house, girl. <laughs> and she has so much to tell us, including her recent interview with Jaden. How was that? Yes, well, you know it was amazing. Jaden is one of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. And technology developed through his affiliation is actually being used in Jackson, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. City Council approved entering into agreement to house the water box, which is set to bring clean water and reduce plastic waste in Jackson, Mississippi. And what I love so much about this initiative and Jaden in general is he doesn't just talk the talk, but he walks the walk. Talk to me about the work you guys are doing in Jackson, Mississippi with the water purification system you're looking to install at local fire stations there. Pretty much with the 501c3 water box project, it all started with Flint, Michigan. We always wanted to make sure that we could build these water filtration systems that could give a pretty large amount of groups of people access to clean water in in, um, emergency situations when people are lining up for bottles of water or lining up outside of grocery stores or like situations that are happening in Jackson. So we always wanted to make sure that we had these technologies kind of on hand for any time that we might need to deploy them. And Drew Fitzgerald, who runs all of 501c3, he is really just truly amazing and a visionary in the space. And I'm just so glad to have an amazing partner that is able to look at these issues in the world and come up with solutions in ways that are not extremely difficult for us to get out there and, and get on the ground and do Jaden Smith is one hell of a young man, okay? I remember just a few years ago, I mean, a lot of Gen Zers were mad at him because he said that people would rather focus on selfies in his age group than focus on the current status of the world politically, economically. Mm -hmm. Did he talk to you at all about why it's so important to him to be so involved in, I mean, damn, 
a lot of communities across the United States. Absolutely. I mean, this is one of his life missions, is not just protecting the planet, but all of the inhabitants on our planet, and really making it his goal to make the world a better place, whether that be through music, whether that be through initiatives like in Jackson or Flint, whether that be through his food truck on Skid Row. Um, all of those things are stuff that he really has his foot in. And I was just in Jackson, as a matter of fact, for a funeral, right? And it was so difficult to plan because they have no water. I mean, these kids at Southern, they don't have any water there. Um, and I was speaking to the Uber driver as we were driving around in the city, and they were like, oh, it has been this way for the past 25 years. Yeah. Why? Because Jackson is a predominantly black yeah. city. And most people try to hide that. And they're actually trying to change the capital from Jackson, Mississippi to a wider area, right? Um, just to make, just so they don't have to really give back to Jackson. Because Jackson is flourishing, right? There are a lot of big streets there. There's a lot of uh, black talent there, a lot of black millionaires there that people don't know about. Yeah. Deion Sanders, he really was a voice as well about this issue, him being the coach of Jackson State in Mississippi. Yep. So yep. I love to see these celebrities step up and use their celebrity to bring about change. Yeah, mm -hmm. and hopefully it'll spur our elected officials to actually act and have greater action. Y'all yeah. know the water crisis is so serious, Revolt Black News is doing a deep investigation about water pollution in black communities. The real thirst trap. Oh, that sounds good. I can't wait to see that. And Jaden is also taking over the fashion game with his line, Misfits. Yes, from one multi-hyphenate to another, Rihanna filmed her Savage X Fenty show, Volume 4, presented by Prime Video. Riri calls on a few legends to hit the runway. Cheryl Lee Ralph, who raises temperatures in a corset-inspired jumpsuit. Taraji P. Henson embraces the future in shimmering silver. And Wakanda Forever's Winston Duke strikes a pose as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Wakanda forever, our girl Akila sat down with a few of the cast members while I was away. Akila, yes. how did it go? Yes, Kennedy, I got to see Wakanda forever. One thing that was great was just the black female beauty just shown on screen. Like, mm -hmm. black males were doing their thing as well. It was just black excellence all around. Check out my interview. Letitia, I hear that you, Lapita, and Denai had rap battles during the production of the first Black Panther. And I would like to just say that you were rap queen. So did you have similar rap battles in the second sequel and the making of it behind the scenes? Unfortunately, no. We did dance a lot. We did listen to a lot of music. You know, myself and Denai would be getting ready to some Kendrick Lamar, um, specifically the song All Right. Um, we don't be up, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, we literally just kept playing that to just make sure we get we get focused and encouraged for the films. So the Black Panther franchise embraces the idea of female empowerment and black girl power in a very positive way. Why do you think that was crucial to show on screen? And what kind of feedback have you gotten from young black girls? Well, I mean, it's crucial to show on screen because it's just real. You know, black women across the world do amazing things and are amazing people and have great complex characters and are very fascinating human beings. And for some reason, we don't see that very often. So uh, that is what Wakanda, you know, is. And it represents women and men in a way that allows us to all be functioning at our full capacity and unapologetically. And, and uh, you know, so the, the idea of, of that being something that we can get other girls 
to see and, and to experience and to feel about themselves is, is very um, much something I take very seriously. I think there's something about the idea of, of heroism that has been something that we haven't gotten to experience seeing ourselves as very much. Wakanda sort of breaks that issue apart and makes it something that's like, why don't we see this more? Now that is black excellence, y'all. And we know that the first Wakanda was a movement itself, so I know that this one will be a movement just the same. But I love hearing Denai talk about that warrior and seeing a black woman as a hero because I knew about her since The Walking Dead, okay? Mm -hmm. And I'm a huge fan, and she is one kick-ass character, so to see her reprise that kick-assness <laughs> over in, you know, Wakanda Forever Black Panther, it's just like, we need to see that. Mm -hmm. Young girls need to see that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so I, I love it. That yes. was great, Akilah. Yes, yeah, it was good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, Akila, you already know I'm excited. Yes. Okay, I went to see the very first one, not once, not twice, <laughs> not three times, baby, but four times, okay? I had to go, I was up in here like this with the nails and everything, okay? And not just that, I dressed up, and I think that so many times, like, for those of us, we may not know specifically where we come from in Africa, right? Yeah. We felt a sense of home yeah. watching this That's movie great. and just feeling the love. And when the you unity. walk out, you're like, I'm that girl! Yeah. <laughs> now, ladies, before we close out my chronicles, I want to give a big shout out to our very own yes. Brie yes. Renee oh. on her new movie, <laughs> Scheme Queens. Brie, how does this moment feel? Congratulations! Yes. Oh, thank you, guys. It's overwhelming. I had a dream. I had a, a preview of what I thought I could do, but I kind of doubted myself, and I didn't know how to get it done. But it's really important that I had, like, the right group of friends, because me and my friends came together. We put our own money up and produce this film. So it was dope. I'm, I'm really excited to see it be a finished product. And I'm like, like, you know, we used to be like, oh, we making a movie. It's like, no, I really made a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so we talking about it, but I want y'all to see the trailer. Let's take a look. I have a situation. It could be fatal. How can we help you, Sam? I have a plan that can get us all 100K, maybe even two. In two weeks, there's this guy named Trip. He's gonna sell these diamonds at a secret underground location. I say we pull up, pop out with the AKs, and rah! Do you even know how to use an AK? <laughs> no, she don't. <laughs> Shut up. Do you even know how to spell AK? <laughs> Where is my blood clad money? It's a great movie. It's like a mix-up of Set It Off mixed with Ocean's Eleven, so you guys oh, gotta wow. check it out. Wow. It's a jewel heist. We haven't seen a movie like this in a while, but thank y'all so much for the support. We're gonna keep you posted on where you can watch it. And Kennedy, thank you so much. You know it's always fun to have you in the BGS house. We need you to keep your ear to the entertainment streets to keep us filled in, girl. I got you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, up next, we put Jeremiah in the hot seat. Don't go too far. Stay right here for more Black Girl Stuff. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. When it comes to clothes, it's great to have options. But having pieces that you can wear anywhere is a must for everybody. That's why American Giant makes clothing that fits into your life seamlessly, with quality you have to feel to believe. And with an impressive selection of staples to choose from, there's something for everyone. 
So whether you're on the hunt for the perfect t-shirt, a solid pair of jeans, or super soft sweatshirts, American Giant has what you're looking for. Each American Giant piece is designed to last and created with commitment to doing things better. And all their products are made right here in America. Because keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll feel and appreciate for years to come. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop Wear Anywhere Closet Staples at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your order when you use code WA23 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com, promo code WA23. Welcome back to Black Girl Stuff. Now, our next guest made birthday sex the gift that keeps on giving. And you just saw him in his latest music video, Changes. Jeremiah, welcome to the BGS house. What it doing? What it doing? Y'all, what's up, y'all? How you doing? I'm good. I'm great, actually. Well, that's good, because we did hear that you did have a battle with COVID-19. So how was that? How have you been holding up? I'm feeling way better than I did. You know, I was down for a month and a half in the hospital. So, uh, you know, having to learn how to walk again and all that stuff is a little different than life changing. So, but now I feel way better though. I'm in a way better space too. You look good, you look healthy. I mean, it's a blessing because I lost my uncle to COVID-19. And so Mm -hmm. he went into the hospital, got on a ventilator, next thing you know, life support. And he didn't pull through. And just you at your young age, I mean. Yeah, I was on dialysis and all type of stuff like that. So, yeah. You also talked about, you talked about like seeing a white light. You talked obviously just learning to walk again. Like, talk about that experience and if it helped you or it made you reflect. I know when some people feel like, Mm -hmm. oh my God, I'm going through the worst. God, just let me go through this and I will do X. Like, did that happen to you? Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. The night I checked myself in, all I remember is they took my vitals, and then I don't remember nothing else oh my from God, that night. Yeah. So when I woke up about a month and a half later, I had the trach on my throat. So I was, I, I ain't know if I could sing again, you know what I'm saying? But, but God gave you a second yeah. chance. Oh, that's one of those. And speaking of second chances, your new single, Changes, is a true bop. Hey. All right. Now, uh-huh. every time you and Hitmaker get together, it's always a hit. That's my dog. <laughs> what yeah. was the inspiration behind this song? Uh, you know, the world just turned up right now, and it's been to me, like, you know, everybody want to rap right now, like, singers want to rap, and rappers want to sing, it seemed like the opposite, but uh, I just wanted to slow it down, you know, for the winter. As it's been super turned up over the summer, y'all done being hot yet? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, but I'm here it's for the winter. It's time to cuddle up. Is the cuddle music? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's time to grip something, you know. It's oh. crazy, because when you usually see an R&B singer, and I said this off screen a little bit earlier, I'm like, you kind of came in looking like a, a rapper or something. I'm expecting some, you know, turtleneck or something. I know. You know what I mean? So I mean, I switch it up. I just ain't had nothing else to wear today. So. <laughs> no, you look good. No, you look good. <laughs> and out. Well, speaking of switching it up, yeah. you know, you are an R&B artist, but I've seen you've been doing your thing and acting on Power Force. Oh, yeah. How was that switch up? Do you feel like... A lot of people say that artists, being an actor is like being an artist as well. Do you feel like it was similar or was it very different for you? Uh, well, I didn't play Jeremiah on there, so they kind of... T- Threw it out the window. It was right. actually uh, through 50 Cent. Yeah, and everything. but you know what? I had just got out the hospital, so they was falling out while I was on set. Oh my God. So they had to keep on pinning it up in there every day. You know what I'm saying? I started to look like uh, Makai Five off Eight Mile for real. Oh no! But no, nah, all jokes aside, uh, they ended up falling out all the way. So I just oh my chopped God. my hair off from there. But the experience was like one of those. Like, you know what I'm saying? On camera, it's definitely different. It ain't no. I'm used to the mic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not not a camera on my cheek. So I, I was nervous at first, but then I got a hang of it after a while. Yeah. Well, um, you did your thing, but the music, though, I was like, I love how Brie brought up birthday sex, because I feel like you were kind of the theme to all of my romance situations in college. Oh, wow. But all the time was like, my, right there. 
With Lil Wayne? Uh, yeah. Oh, that was my joint. I know, that was yeah. my, right there. So for me, I'm just like, I love it. I mean, do you ever, you know, uh, pick out any songs? That, I know we weren't supposed to ask this, right, about making love to your own music. I think that you've been asked that before. So if you. If I have, it yes. was accidentally. I ain't gonna just. <laughs> so what you know, was the accidental the story. song? <laughs> Unless I put a vinyl on, that's different. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm doing that under that. But who's act, on but the I vinyl? I don't know. I get a vinyl, you know what I'm saying, of my right. own. That's, that's the only time it's gonna seem right, but I ain't just gonna press play. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Whatever's on, the, whatever's playing is gonna get played. Cause I feel like okay. guys <laughs> played your music to get me. That's oh, really? what it was. Like to set the mood, they was like, let me put this Jeremiah on right now. And I'm like, I've actually never had birthday sex. No? No, I didn't. And that's why this is one of my things. Once that song came out, I'm like, I gotta have some birthday sex. That's the goal. And I'm still waiting for that. You say you're Aries, right? <laughs> I'm an Aries. All right, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> so your single changes was a sample mm -hmm. from Avant's um, Read Your Mind, right? Yeah. And so many critics are now saying that in this current trend of using R&B samples, is this a sign that new producers kind of lack creativity? The fact that they went to some old songs, uh, got the old beats, mm -hmm. and then put obviously some new lyrics on that. What, how do you well, feel about that? I'm not the biggest fan of it. It's Cause it's kind of like karaoke mm -hmm. to me now. I'm, yeah. I'm tired of hearing, but while, while growing up, I didn't know that was James Brown songs when True. I was hearing yeah. them. You know what I'm saying? It's just the same recurrent hits, making other hits, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, it's the only song that I got on my album right now that's actually an interpolation yeah. thus far. So I ain't too mad at it. Yeah. How do you choose which ones to do then? Or how are you working with a producer? Do you tell them no? Like, are they coming to you with five beats that well, you've heard before? And you're like, no. AK, Young Bird, <laughs> yes. he know I ain't on that. You right. know what I'm saying? But he was like, yeah, just go in there. I'm like, all right, so we knocked this out. This is like last year, though. It's like mm -hmm. a year and a half we made that song. So just for it to be coming out right now, you know what I'm saying? I think it's a timeless season. OK, so I wanted to know, since you're pushing this project and you're doing your thing as usual, I wanted to know how important is social media and social engagement when pushing a project? So I'm not the biggest fan of social media like that, but I believe that uh, nowadays, you know, back in the days, a, a star used to see her from afar. Mm -hmm. So you ain't really seeing everybody's face, you know what I'm saying? But now you gotta stand people's face. Yeah, yeah. So I was told, so when I ain't doing it, somebody doing it for me. When did you learn that lesson that you have to continue to put yourself out there and the times have changed? About two months ago. Uh, <laughs> what happened? I mean, I know what time it is. Well, I see, because I really that. wanted to wake it up, you know, because, you know, you was on tour with Tiana Taylor, uh -huh. and social media is important, and you got a little backlash for not really promoting that tour like yeah. that. And, you know, I, I'm a big social media influencer as well. Sometimes I hate it because it feels like work. Right. But that kind of explains why you wasn't really pushing it like that. I just never really was big on it mm -hmm. prior to Tiana Taylor. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, I ain't never really been big on just always staying to people's face like that. I'd rather just be... To the, you know what I'm saying, on my own. But y'all did make up after the fact, right? Yeah, I see Because we got to stick together. We can't be letting small things. But, but yeah, no, you know, it, people passionate about their work. You can't be just, not but I, promoting something. I just didn't speak on it. I could have. Mm -hmm. And right. then that's that's what y'all don't know. So I, she just went on. So you know what, what would saying? you have said if you spoke on it? She know what time it is and what happened. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was just bad business as far as mm -hmm. our, our squads. And then not everybody be on the same page. Not necessarily mm -hmm. with me and her. Well, just with promotion and stuff, though, I mean, I feel like we hear from a lot of artists talking about how their labels push them to make TikTok songs. Like, So I, I just got like on there, too, yeah. last week. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? So all this is, like, I gotta, I'm, I'm going to start doing yeah. it. I just haven't really been big on it. That's but do you all. feel like you have to forfeit your creativity to make something that's just, you know, a popular little dance song on TikTok just so people could get off on, like... I don't even know. What, what is this dance that everybody <laughs> be doing? Like, I ain't finna be on there doing that, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? Little you Uzi. You gotta do that. You can do other things creative to yourself, like whether it's telling a little quick story, showing the lifestyle, hey, come right. with me to the studio. It's things like Help that. Help me because, out then. I'm with you. you. Know? Hey. But now the people I got around me now help me. So what, what happened in the last two months? You said two months ago it changed. 
Is it because of the song changes? Change, or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. For sure, for sure. I mean, who's inspiring this music? I mean, I feel like um, a lot of people, they got their love lives, their romances. I mean, anybody in particular inspired I mean, I've, I've, I've written songs that I've went through. I've written mm -hmm. songs just having a conversation with you. Oh, damn. But uh, it really just inspired for this, this time of the year. I just felt like it's time to heat it up, you know, okay. heat up the winter. Oh, I love that. And make some changes for myself. <laughs> I like know? that. Changes are always positive. And I mean, you know, we got to get back to that love life because I yeah. guess, what was it, just last year, you posted a picture of Miss Lala Anthony on your story and people were like, oh, what's uh, going yeah, on yeah, there? Yeah. What's up? They yeah, thought you were right. showing So what's up? Yeah. I, I shot it from half court a little bit, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 Do you I think did. it might have went in? I, think, I don't know. <laughs> no, I ain't go all the way in. Well, speaking <laughs> of shooting. Is it hard to find people to date in your industry? Uh, I want to say that, yeah, because you never know who out here for you. That's mm -hmm. all. And why they there. Do you have any other celebrity crushes that you can tell us about? Maybe from your childhood? I mean, you know, like Shanti. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Maya, I don't know how she still oh, looks. Yeah. Cause she vegan. I like how she talk too. I feel like I listen to her. Mm -hmm. You know okay. what I'm saying? Beautiful. Make me live a different type of life style, should I say? Well, what kind of lifestyle are you living, Mister Chicago? Slow down. That's all. She made me make some changes. I would just say okay. that. You know okay. what I'm saying? So stop doing what I'm quick. doing. I'm, I stop doing what I'm doing. What's your way of shooting a shot to someone? I'm more like in person type of person. I ain't gonna mm -hmm. slide in your DM. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I probably pick your brain in person. Okay. And actually make an effort. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. There were other rumors of you dating JoJo and even Cat Stacks. So we gotta what? know. Yeah, it was it Cat was, Stacks. Really? Look, That's the it first. Was in the rumor I ain't even heard about her in a little while. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but, but you ain't hear from me. But we heard it on the street. But we gotta know, like, as a black artist, are you into black women? Are you uh, into really yes. black girl stuff? Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So what's your type then? Like, I mean, what turns you on about a woman? I ain't gonna lie. Uh, what? What? Did you a little bit of all y'all mixed together. <laughs> So what would you pick? What would you pick from each person that you see so far? I'm going all the way this way around. Well, I love that, Jeremiah. Thank you so much for stopping by the BGS house. Y'all, his latest single, Changes, is available right now across all major platforms, so go stream it. Up next, we hit the runway with Milan. Stay tuned for more Black Girl stuff. We've been on a Welcome to Milano Airlines, the 10-year fashion experience. Buckle up, we're going to take you on the flight of your dreams. You'll get to view the latest Milano collection, be surrounded by dreamers, and you'll leave more inspired and motivated than ever to make your dreams a reality. Well, we're ready to take flight. That was our <laughs> next guest who is currently killing the fashion game. Milan, welcome to the BGS house. Thank you for having me. We're so excited. Now, you know, you are killing it. When I tell you your brand is taking off, you see it everywhere. But, you know, there's a lot of adversity sometimes being a woman of color. And I didn't even know what a fashion house was until I seen the movie House of Gucci. So there are major brands like Gucci, Balenciaga, Mugler, or whatever. How do you feel like... Like there, or what do you feel like some of the adversities are competing with these major brands being a black woman? I would say one of the adversities I see is within our own culture. They don't value and look at us 
like other brands. So they'll say, why is your clothing this price? I remember they'll say like, she has a $500 sweatsuit. She's not Gucci. Mm -hmm. Like she's not Louis Vuitton. Like who do she think she is? And I just think that our culture, we have to give each other some grace. Like, we have to allow each other to grow and see each other. Like, we can be successful. We can be just as big as these brands. And I know one day I will be. You will. Yeah. Well, how do you handle the critics? I mean, you talk about the pricing, and obviously you consistently price it at those prices anyway. So how do you handle the critics that have said, hey, your prices are too hot? I'm so big on, like, what's for me is for me, and what's for you is for you. So if it's too high for you, it's just not for you. Mm -hmm. And we try to have a price point that can fit everyone's budget. So we have shirts as low as $35. We have sweatsuits as expensive as $500. So we're in the middle ball game through everything. And I provide affordable luxury. So I'm so big on quality. And you get what you pay for. Like, we put time, effort, and so much thought into all of our products. So that's why it costs money. And I'm, I have a staff of 36 people. Like, we have yeah. to pay, we have to pay for this. Mm-hmm. Like, we have buildings, we have properties. Like, we gotta keep our lights on. So everything costs money. Black-owned oh business, God, yeah. for sure. And it was interesting, because I was, I was talking earlier with you, and I was like, I've never bought your jeans, but these girls over here yeah. were like, they're the only yeah. ones that fit them. And so for me, I'm like, I love some stretching. You were describing one pair of jeans that was, that was really smart, because I have a small waist, a little thicker on the bottom. Tell us about that, please. I think every girl needs to hear this. So I'm very intentional with our designs. So the quality of our denim, I make sure it stretch and fits our curves. And I know a lot of women had the issue where they have smaller waists, thicker thighs, and I will always see the gap in the back of their jeans. Yeah. So you gotta go take it to get tailored. And I'm like, look, yes. let's prevent that step. And it, I thought about it with my baby. So I was changing him and I'm looking at his jeans. I'm like, yo, we gotta put this in our denim. Like, why don't adult denim have yeah. this? So I'm like, yeah, we're gonna put this. I took it to my manufacturer. I'm like, put the elastic in all of our denim from yeah. now on. And I don't care. Tie it, right? Yeah. And you, like, you bring it to the front. Is you, that how it works? Yeah, you pull it. I have it in these jeans, too. And mm-hmm. they pull it. Just adjust it. Yeah. You, it doesn't even they show, do. though. Because yeah. sometimes you think of string, and you're like, oh, I'm going to have a string moment. It's going to show. It's no. going to bulge. Uh-uh. It's, it's yeah. flat. It's elastic, and it's a button. It's just like the baby, so it's really good. And you can tie it as tight as you want. Yes. If you need to loosen it up, because, yeah, so it's just perfect. Now, you mentioned your staff, right? And you have 36 employees. You are a black-owned business. Do you find it hard to find black talent in the fashion space? I don't find it hurt. When I moved to Atlanta, I was intentional about moving here. This is the Black Hollywood, and I really wanted to connect with SCAD. So (laughs) one of my good friends, her name is Shayla. Um, She's a producer, too. She produced produced Girls Trip. Y'all know Shayla? Shayla Cowan. Yeah, so she connected me with the vice president of SCAD, and I was like, I want to hire talent from your school, Mm -hmm. and I want to hire them, not just intern. I want to put them in position. They're going to school for that, so we hired a few of their students, and we connected with them, and I feel like the atmosphere that I create within my brand, it's easy to align because I'm so big on positivity. I'm so big on allowing my team to, like, just flourish and bring their own creativity to our brand, and it's not as hard, I don't think. But what I did with Scared was I went in, and I, I'm so grateful to them as well. I went in, I hired some of their students, and then I started talking to the vice president, like, how can I help the school? Yeah. Because you guys are helping me. How can I help them? So we're 
doing a scholarship for 10 of their students and we're going to donate $1,000 for each of their students and then we're donating $6,000. Yeah, I just want to pour back into them because they're pouring to us. So, that's yeah. Great. yeah. That's great. I love that. I'm big on it. I love that. And you're very so, smart the way that you strategize too because not only are you just sourcing local black talent in Atlanta, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Thank you for that. But also up social media. And so with a lot of your amazing designs, you've gotten celebrities to wear them. And I feel like that's, is that, is that difficult? I mean, how do you make that even happen? Get some of the hottest names in the industry just rocking the Milano jeans, baby. Like, how do you, how do, you do that? Because that's huge. It helps your business. <laughs> so what I did was, so I started in 2012. It was a little different back then. Yeah. I would just DM them. And I don't care about hearing no. If you say no to me, it doesn't matter. But I would DM like, hey, Milano G. Rouge represents making dreams reality. Yeah. That's what you're doing. And we love we would love to send a package to pay homage. And people wow. would say yes. Wow. I would say, if you're interested, just please send your shipping info and your sizes, and I will send them a package. And some people say no, but it's okay. Like, it's so crazy. In the beginning, when I, I didn't have much money, so everything counted. Wow. So, like, when you're yeah. giving away stuff, it's like, oh, my God, I hope they wear it. I hope they wear it because, like, like this is coming out my inventory. So sometimes they didn't, and it's okay. I remember we gave Keisha Cole a shirt, and... She never wore it until three months later. So I never thought about it. But three months later, and I'm like, look, God's timing is yes. everything, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was looking at her, I was crying, like, oh my God, I love Kisha Cole. Yeah. She was the first celeb to wear it. I was definitely was wearing it. Yeah. I had to find the flagship store. Like, when I went to Philly, they was like, yo, this is where you gotta go. And, and the thing is, it's actually good quality, so you want to wear it. And maybe she just had to wait till so she had the right shoes. <laughs> you know, you gotta wait till you put it together how you wanna put it together. So that's probably one of the things, too. But I got a lot of bodysuits. Love your jeans and everything. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes. (laughs) Although we see a lot of black men showing our black queens love, there are a few men who sometimes take to social media to speak negatively about our women. So what's your take on that? How do you feel about that? I feel like on social media, black women and black men is like, yo, why are we against each other? Like, we're supposed to be a team. I don't see no other culture just dividing Mm. themselves like that. But I think that it's a bigger issue, and I think that, like, we were kind of conditioned to treat each other like that. And I feel like we need to start unconditioning that. Like, we need to unlearn that. And that's why, like, I'm so big on just trying to focus on the positive. Like, I support you, you support me. I water you, you water me. We grow together. But it's like, we can go so much further. I don't care about black women and black men not wanting to date each other. I do care about them going against each other. I don't like that. Like, you can like what you like, but why do you have to put us down? So speaking of that and and reconditioning ourselves, you are a mom of a little black boy. So I got to know, as a black mother, like, what are some things that you're conditioning your son to believe, dream, and even his viewpoints on dating? Like, even financial literacy, what are some of those things that you're pouring into him on a daily? Love. Yeah. I am leading with love. That's the one That's one thing that I know that our young black men need is love. And I know a lot of times we raise our men to be so strong and not really understand their emotions. And I'm so big on, how did that make you feel, baby? And even when he didn't know yeah. how to talk, he's like, how did that make you feel? Or I love you, come give mommy a kiss. Mm-hmm. So I definitely am raising him with so much love. I want him to know that he's loved. And I want him to know how to accept love. Right. A lot yeah. of times people don't know how to accept love and that's a big deal. So it's like, because they never received it. I was about yes. to say, was that something that you're doing because you haven't received it in your upbringing or because you did, you're like, no, now I know I have to go extra hard. No, I received it. And the reason why I love talk shows so much is because I feel like you have the platform to change the narrative. Yeah. We grew up in the hood. My mom grew up her circumstances was a little different. But by her watching Oprah, 
she learned to say I love you to us and give us a kiss every morning mm -hmm. and every night. And when I grew up, that's how I grew up. But if she had it, see that on Oprah, we wouldn't have been raised with that type of love because she wasn't raised with it. Mm -hmm. So it's different things that when you have this platform, you can teach because some people, they get it. Uh -huh. And it changed the way I grew up. And in turn, I'm raising my son to be different. And you mentioned what else have I taught him. I'm so big on education and I'm a really busy woman, but I really try to take at least 15 minutes out of my day to really focus on me and him. Mm -hmm. So I, yes. So <laughs> thank you. And so, you're very transparent. <laughs> you actually show that online as well. So not just talk shows. You using your platform yes. to show yeah. your interaction with your son. Because I've seen you interact with your son, and I'm like, that's a beautiful thing. And people that follow you are seeing that and they're noting it, just like your mom watched Oprah and saw it too. Thank yeah. you so much. And that's how I look at it. I'm like, this is my own little talk show. Okay. And I'm gonna be so <laughs> intentional with the message that I send out because I want people to look at it like, yo, she come from the hood. Her circumstances, everything. If you look at like my whole upbringing. I was supposed to be a statistic. Mm -hmm. Like, I wasn't supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. So my goal is to show another young girl, like, if I did it, you can do it too. Right. So I'm very big on really being intentional. So, Malai, thank you so much for stopping by the BGS house. It was a pleasure. Y'all, now stay on top of your fashion game and head over to MilanoDeRouge.com for her latest collection. Up next, our BG Boss of the Week. Stay tuned for more Black Girl stuff. It's uh, let me see Wow. Cardi B. All right, ladies, let me put y'all up on game. Cardi B is now the first and only female rapper to have multiple songs surpass the diamond status. Ooh, Ooh okay. the accolades do not stop there. She is also the first female rapper to top the Billboard's Hot 100 without any features in 19 years. Whoa. Talk about it. I think it's safe to say that there's nothing in the music world that Cardi cannot do. Cardi B, it's only up from here, and you are forever a BG boss. Yes. Say it with me, ladies. Ow! <laughs> okay, now, Bree, what is this we hear about your BG boss laying down the law? Order. Order on the stage, ladies. <laughs> your spot on the portion. My BG boss is the hometown hero, Shaquina McKenzie. She has now become the first African-American judge in Macomb, Mississippi. Okay. okay. Shaquina is only 30 years old, and she is already setting the bar. She studied political science at the University of Mississippi. Shaquina says... It was a surreal moment because I work hard, I have faith, and the next thing you know, you start reaping the benefits of the things you have invested into. Amen. I hear that, Shaquina. Shaquina McKenzie, continue being a positive example for all the little black girls in the world. We salute you for being a BG boss. It's important, really, just not only the fact that she's pursuing some sort of aspect in law in general, but a judge. Yes. Like, literally, oftentimes, these are people, when you step into court, the person you see. These are the people laying down the law, literally in the court, really making sure that proceedings go right. It's, so it's important, important to diversify mm -hmm. the judicial branch and to see people that look like you, especially when you're going to be, I mean, judging cases of minorities. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important, especially if you consider things like the school-to-prison pipeline, or if you've got those situations where people totally dehumanize black people, right, and seek to give them harsher penalties. And now you have someone who comes from a minority background 
around, and I feel like we need that. Yeah. And I think that you give a better represented, just a fairer perspective on things. And yeah. so what I love I'm, about I it is her. that this is how we start to make systemic change. Yeah, because that really will bring about the fair sentencing that we're seeking exactly. for for people because on it's trial. Not fair. It's not. Oftentimes, it's not. So I think that's major. And we want to thank all of tonight's guests: Jeremiah Milan, Jaden Smith, Denai Guerrera, Letitia Wright, our very own Kennedy Rue, and our guest co-host, LaPortia Thomas. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week on Black Girl Stuff. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.